Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, it is time to break down the GHSA Girls Basketball Elite Eight matchups. We have a lot of games to cover. No one else is doing this. But we're going to carry the torch and we're going to do the best we can to break down everything you need to know about girls high school basketball in the Peach State. There are 32 of the games, and without further ado, we'll jump right in. Class 7A, very interesting. The girls' side, maybe a bit more chalk than the guys' side. A lot more one and two seeds than you see on the gentlemen's side. But in Class 7A, every single matchup that we're going to talk about is a one seed versus a two seed. So first off, Westlake versus Norcross. Yeah, Westlake, uh, of course, going to try and repeat with a young team this year. But uh, Raven Johnson has been great, of course. Uh, Lydia Freeman has stepped up big time and is a big, you know, six foot four presence down low with a soft touch. Uh, those two have been the key for them. And then uh, Carly Hooks, I always mispronounce her first name. I think that's correct. Uh, she's a scoring option on the perimeter as well. They have home court advantage, but they're playing a good Norcross team who had all the talent in the world on paper. I think they were a preseason number one. Uh, injuries and weird losses here and there have kind of sunk them, but they're in the Elite Eight and they took advantage of a Grayson team who saw their two best players uh, removed from the program and Jasmine Robinson and Victoria Dame. So Norcross said, thank you very much. And they played fast. They pressed uh, Morgan Robinson going to Auburn, had a great game, great overall floor game. And while she can get you 20 to 24 points per game, sometimes she will just settle with getting you 14 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, uh, you know, four steals. She's a real, just a great player. Just a great overall player that really knows how to get everybody involved. And um, Norcross is a tough team because you got Mariah Baltiera, uh, a nice guard that can shoot the open shot in the corner when she's open. Uh, Myra Strickland, who is like their leading scorer at about 18 points per game, a really good three-point shooter, undersized guard, but can knock it down when she's open. Uh, Yamani Paul had a really good game against Grayson. I I really like her footwork, and I think uh, she rebounds the ball well. She brings some good toughness and some size at six foot, and then Tiana Carter is about six foot one as well. Uh, another good post presence with that being said they had those two bigs that can kind of affect Lydia Freeman and try and slow her down so uh, Westlake like when I saw them beat Buford they were just dumping the ball in because Buford didn't have a you know the tallest player was probably five foot nine they just had no one that could match up with Freeman Uh, I think Norcross does have some big bodies and very good skilled big uh, post players that can take some stuff away and make life a lot harder for Westlake um Raven Johnson's a really good player, but you got Morgan Robinson on the other side uh, that can kind of affect and do do what Raven Johnson does on the other side as far as you know stuff the stat sheet. Uh, now Norcross is going to have to do a really good job of keeping Raven off the glass because she's a really good offensive rebounder and she attacks uh, rebounds very well with her great size at the guard position. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's at Westlake, but I mean just looking at the depth. I feel like Norcross is similar to the boys' Norcross team. Going on paper, it kind of feels like you do have the uh, you know the most overall talent, top to bottom. You have the most horses on there. Uh, whether you play up to your potential, uh, we shall see. But Westlake is undefeated right now. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Norcross in this one, just because they're more experienced. 
uh, a lot of veterans. And I mean, gosh, you can't discredit anything Westlake's done. They won by 40 points against Tiff County uh, in that second round. They really demolished Marietta by 33. I don't know. I kind of like Norcross, but I know I'm going to be kicking myself because Westlake's undefeated for a reason. I think this is going to be a great game. I mean, uh, I think this could be the best game in the entire state of Georgia. Also on the left side of Class 7-8, it's going to be North Forsyth versus Roswell. Uh, a good matchup here. Roswell uh, has been in the shadows of Cherokee all season long, but has been a really good program. Uh, Coach Wade's done a very nice job over there. Uh, they beat McEachern 64-53, to and McEachern was red, 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 red hot. Uh, but this Roswell team has some players. You're talking about Lindsey Prill was a second-team pick. Kennedy Powell going to Georgia State, a, a talented guard. Uh, Michaela Torrance, who transferred in, a good scorer as well. Kate Manley is about 6'3", 6'4", inside. So you have a, a big post presence there. North Forsyth, uh, Caroline Martin and Ansley Allen, two tough, tough junior guards. And uh, they really know how to play basketball. And that's a team that's won a, a ton of games over the years. But I think the X factor for North Forsyth, someone that is willing to do the dirty work and get down and just battle, is Vikanja Obowu. Um, she is another junior, listed as a 5'6 junior. But she defends, she'll scrap, she'll hold, and she'll play a little bit uh, you know, rough-and-tumble basketball. But she gets away with it, and she's just a hard-nosed player that – uh, does what it takes to win games so that three right there along with lily bales who can shoot the rock um it's gonna be a really good game again i, I think north forsyth just with a little bit more uh experience a little bit more of a pedigree uh, than roswell does right now uh, i think they will be able to advance and uh get past coach antonio wade's team but uh, it's going to be a very tough game for both sides because there's a lot of good talent and a lot of good coaching on both sides a couple of teams whose games went down to the wire in the Sweet 16, Cherokee versus Rockdale County. Yeah, another good one. Cherokee saw that lead dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, but they held off Pebblebrook and Cherokee pretty much everybody back from last year's tournament run. Um, going up against a Rockdale team who had the two seed coming out of Region 8. They beat West Forsyth by five in the first round, and then they had to deal with just a four seed in Mill Creek, a talented four seed, but won by three points. And Cherokee's at home right now. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough to pick against Cherokee. Olivia Herrera was a region player of the year. Uh, Lacey McCoy is going to North Georgia. Uh, Ashlyn Andrus, I think I saw she had like 30 points. Uh, I might have been against Pellbrooker in the first round. One of these matchups, she exploded for about 30 points. So you're just getting hit by so many different angles. Chatham Brown's athletic. Kate Johnson is uh, a load to handle inside at about six foot two, six foot three. Um, they have all the pieces, and Rockdale's a, a you know a scrappy bunch. They're going to be able to have some you know quickness out there and some talented players. Diamond Swift, Cortland Carter, who can bang down low, and uh, Shaquise May. That's their big three right there, uh, but. Boy, it's really tough to pick against Cherokee, and especially that Rockdale's coming all the way to Canton. I think Cherokee advances. Finally, in Class 7A, we have Campbell versus Collins Hill. Interesting, interesting game here. Um, Collins Hill has just been you know, drilling everybody, as they rightfully should with that team, uh, how it's been assembled. Um, but Campbell, I, I saw him early on in the season, and I really like what they have over there at Campbell. The, the, those Alston sisters, I'm telling you, I mean, they are 
they are very tough. And uh, when you got talented players, Jada Alston, uh, Jalea Alston, uh, Jamia Alston, uh, it's just all those. And then Anesty Frederick brings some size inside. Destiny Floyd, they got a lot of options. And they play fast and they trap and they can get out and go. Um, but I think Colin Stills not going to be too affected with the quickness and the rapid pace of the game and the, the hectic, chaotic pace that Campbell can like to try and muck things up. Uh, Javin Nicholson's going to Georgia. She's a great low post scorer, uh, very talented. She's going to be tough to slow down. I don't think they have anyone that can really match her physicality and skill set inside. Catherine Forey is the best three-point shooter in the state of Georgia. Uh, so you, 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 I mean, just right there, you can play a two man game, pick your poison. Do you want to get beat up down low or do you want to give a great three point shooter open looks all night long? That hurts them a lot. Jordan Relaford's really good. Bria Harmon struggles to finish in the paint, but she's extremely quick and she can get into the paint whenever she wants. And she drops off a lot of assists. Uh, so she's, uh, she, she sets, she sets the tone and I think she'll be able to handle uh, any press that Campbell puts on. So I do like Colin Sill uh, to advance and get to the final four. Now down to class six, a, we're going to have Glenn Academy versus Lanier Glenn Academy. They coasted to victory against Stevenson 50 to 35 Lanier. They took care of Sequoia 61 to 37. So Weisha Smith thinks she had 25 points, 20 rebounds in that game against Stevenson and Stevenson's a dang good team. I mean, you know, Stevenson's been in the top 10 all year long and that was a one team that could play close with Forest Park and Lovejoy. But they lost by 15 points, and I know they went on the road to Glen Academy, so that was big. Um, but the coin flip here, a very big Glen Academy going to have to travel all the way to Lanier, and that's going to be a hell of a drive. That's got to be upwards of three hours, I would assume. Um, but they're going to have to come ready to play. Uh, Sharnisha Smith won region coach of the year, and for good reason. She's got some horses, and they can play. Uh, Shamaya Miller, the Trinity Best, they're going to have to really come up big in support of Zoesha Smith because Smith's going to run into some uh, big, big post presences that can kind of shut down the lane. Cristobal Azuma is about six foot three, six foot four, uh, a good shot blocker. Kaylin Searles is a big guard, very talented, has won a lot of games. Uh, Nala Lawrence. Another good one, Michaela Fuller. Uh, Tim Slater has a lot of options. So this is going to be a very interesting game. I, I think it's going to come down to, will Glenn Academy get enough from their supporting cast around Zoesha Miller? Um, Zoesha Smith, pardon me. Uh, and if they don't have enough to support her, um, I think they're going to be in trouble. But I think it's going to be a really good matchup. And, um, you know, I think Glenn Academy is not going to come all the way to Lanier and lay an egg. So I think this one's going to go down to the wire. Also on the left side of Class 6A, it's going to be Forest Park versus Creek Q. Forest Park, of course, has been jockeying with uh, Lovejoy for that one spot the whole season. And I've been mentioning these Sweet 16 scores, and, yeah, they're important to know. But this one, when I looked at it, I had to double and triple check, make sure I wasn't seeing something weird or it wasn't a typo. Forest Park beat Richmond Hill 59-7, to Kyle. Yes, that is defense, and I'm just looking at that right there. I'm telling you, Richmond Hill probably had a hard time with the 6-4-6-4-6-3 front line of Forest Park. And they're going to be playing Creekview, and Creekview, we've long known Roger Nolan. He will hold the ball. He will muck it up. It will be a, a slow defensive battle, and I think that's how they can hang around with Forest Park. Just looking at this game from the outside, this is a game that Forest Park should overwhelm Creekview. 
I think Creekview is going to execute. And they got this game at home, too. Um, they're going to have to shoot the ball exceptionally well if they want to win this one. Uh, Josie Johnson inside is uh, pretty talented. Hannah Fitzgerald as well. Uh, Savannah Mason was an honorable mention pick. Emily Wilkie's a really good athlete on a long line of Wilkies. Uh, so they got some pieces there. I don't think they – I mean, they definitely don't have the, the star power uh, to beat Forest Park. But if Creekview can play at their pace, Ramin, if they can play at this pace and make this game ugly and slow and defensive, if they can, you know, make it a – you know, keep it within six points after the first quarter and keep it under ten – at halftime and if it's you know if it's still under 10 going into the third quarter you never know uh but i think forest park uh i think their talent will just be too much for creekview and i think they pull away on the right side you have your team that you've been very high on the whole season gonna win it all in 6a lovejoy versus northview uh not a good matchup for northview uh but they're playing with house money they are most definitely playing with house money back-to-back final four appearances for Northview. So that is on the line right now, but you're playing against the best team in the state of Georgia on the girls side, a nationally ranked team in Lovejoy. And I say it every single time. I mean, Lovejoy has a Nia Boyd and Genesis Bryant and the other team does not. And that is always the deciding factor. When you have the best backcourt in the state of Georgia, Cedric King, a hell of a coach defensive. They play for each other. They swing the ball around. You got Gianna Robinson going out there, drawing charges. Uh, you just have all these pieces that know what it takes to win and fits into their roles and don't complain. I mean, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch if you're a Lovejoy fan. It's a horrible thing to see if you're an opponent come the state tournament. Now, in this game, it's going to come down to foul trouble. Can Northeast stay out of foul trouble? Can they limit the unforced turnovers? Lovejoy sped them up so much last year with their press. Uh, it's just so many forced turnovers. Silly mistakes for Northview, trying to take the home run passes instead of just a, okay, we got it to the half court. Now let me pass it around six or seven times. Against a great team um, like Lovejoy defensively, you have to make them work. Don't let them just defend for 10 seconds. I know we don't like it, but if you have to, you have to make them defend for about 40 seconds uh, per, pers- uh, per possession. Swing the ball around rotate it of course don't turn the ball over but you got to try and get some stuff on the back end um some opposite side swings you know second hand drives you're not going to attack and score on the first side so you're going to have to be patient ashley austin is going to have to have the ball in her hands every single possession there no madness here of ashley austin going to rice of her not touching the ball every single possession she is going to have to have the hand the ball in her hands asia ennis is a junior now very athletic. She can match all these uh, talented guards. She's going to have to play great defense um, on the uh, you know on the defensive side of things, of course. Uh, but you know, Northby usually plays that zone, so she's not going to have many one-on-one matchups. I don't think, as far as trying to lock down Boyd or a Genesis Bryant. Um, Maya Richards is going to have to be important inside. She's going to have to win the battle down low. They're going to have to score points inside because if there's one area where Northview has an advantage, it is going to be in the paint with their size and it's solid size. It's good playable size. Uh, Maya Richards is going to Charleston Southern. We mentioned Ashley Austin is going to rise and Markemia Lancaster, who was not there last year. She is a five ten, very athletic wing who is going to help out rebounding and slashing to the basket and defensively. Uh, so, 
they have a really big front line northeast so that's going to be very key for them but i'm looking for michaela davis can she knock down a couple outside shots she will be very important they don't have eden samples who's been hurt all season long uh, but northy to win this game have to be able to handle lovejoy's press cannot turn the ball over cannot play hot potato with it swing the ball around have long possessions make lovejoy get tired defensively and then try and get the ball to ashley austin in the high post and let her create that's really the only way uh, they have a chance in this one because Lovejoy is so talented and so good. But, you know, the game's at Northview. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, um, but it's going to be very tough. But I think those are the keys to success right there. I make Lovejoy defend for long possessions. Um, you know, with that 2-3 zone, you're going to have to help. hope they're not shooting the lights out from outside. And Lovejoy's a very good three-point shooting team, so it's going to be tough. And uh, you just got to limit turnovers for me. And finally, in Class 6A, Valdosta, Valdosta versus Harrison, excuse me, Valdosta coming off a one-point overtime victory against Bradwell Institute in the Sweet 16. Harrison, a bit of an easier 12-point victory over Decula. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, Harrison always seems to peak at the right time. Easton King, a, a big physical combo guard forward type, plays all over the court. Uh, Amara Newsom was a second-team selection. Uh, Meredith Ward had a good season honorable mention um, so it's going to be an interesting matchup here Valdosta not overly impressive at home took it to overtime to get past Bradwell they're going to have to play a lot better I think they're going to want to win this game they got uh, Nia Allen I believe uh, a long long four that can alter shots and you know score around the basket she's going to have to have a really big game but I think it's just going to be a really tough matchup because Harrison's seen a lot of good teams this year um and, you know, they have a really good coach that really, you know, thrives in settings like this. So plus Valdosta has that long drive up to Harrison. I think that's going to be really tough for Valdosta. Down to Class 5A, the first matchup is Buford versus Veterans. Buford uh, handily cruised to a 30-point victory over Carrollton Veterans, a much closer two-point victory in the Sweet 16. Buford at home, it's going to be really tough. Veterans had a really difficult road so far. I mean – Beating Locust Grove by, or um, yeah, beating Locust Grove by three points in the first round. That was not an easy task, and you win by two um, on the road at Statesboro. So they've definitely gone and played some really good teams throughout. Um, people like Stacy Jones, she's going to have to be really big. That's a six foot forward inside. And Buford, we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Westlake. How did they exploit Buford? How did they beat Buford? They pounded it inside to lydia freeman and i'm not saying stacy jones is lydia freeman uh but she's six foot she's a double double threat she's a talented player uh she's gonna have to have a big game madison perez tamia lucky all three of those girls uh, were first team selections over there uh for veterans but buford it's just really tough to beat buford uh with that system of gene durden tate walters uh preston reed ebony grant they all fit into the role they play so many people they're gonna trap they're gonna press they're gonna get turnovers um it's gonna be tough for veterans but if veterans can somehow similar to northview they can get this into the half court set and dump it down low they might have a chance but i don't think they're gonna catch buford also on the left side of Class 5A, we have Griffin versus Southwest DeKalb. Southwest DeKalb has been a, uh, a very good team this year. Laney Edwards, Raven Thurman, Jayla Kimbrell, they got a lot of options. And Southwest DeKalb is, uh, you know, they've been playing good basketball. 
Uh, but they're going to have to play even better basketball uh, when they run into this Griffin team. And um, Griffin had a, a great win. Griffin's playing really good right now. Very well. 69-48 against a tough Jones County team. Uh, so Griffin's coming in with, um, you know, some confidence. And I think it's a fairly young team uh, when you're talking about Avriana Nelson was a first team selection. Uh, Deja Reed, second team pick. Zakoria Berry is a, a veteran. She's been there for a while at the guard position. So uh, there's some there's some options there. Uh, I think it's uh, this could be a somewhat of a toss up game. I like to think Southwest Cab would be the favorite, especially since they're at home and um, they're, they they had that winning culture instilled in them. And it's been what maybe like two down years. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Southwest Cab, though, I give them the advantage at home. A game that I think would be very close, and I'd like to keep my eye on in Class Five: a Villa Rica versus Eagles Landing. Villa Rica, uh, they had a really tough second round match against Arabia Mountain, who had all those athletes and the size and Kennedy Manning and Elena Shoemake, um, but they were able to take care of business in advance. And Eagles Landing. Only one by three, 41 38 against Stars Mill. Tough game. Um, I think Eagles Landing teams, uh, Eagles Landing's team last year had more talent at the guard position. When you had a girl going to Western Carolina and uh, Augusta, they don't quite have that this year. Jalissa Dunlap was a first team selection. Uh, Jalea Storr, also first team first team uh, selection so they do have some size and rihanna hopkins as well so they do have some size inside and some length um but they don't have the asian merrill going to kentucky uh t windham's very good the kia cofield um alia hensman uh i i, I like all those girls and i think villarica um you know continues to move on especially at home when you have the best player on the court uh, i think villarica will win a gritty matchup here in advance to the final four and finally, in 5A, a matchup between Wayne County and Columbia. A Wayne County team was kind of burst onto the scene, both a bit on the boys' and the girls' side this year, Kyle. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're talking about Wayne County, who's been you know, playing well and you know beating Harris County. That's uh, That was surprising because I thought Harris County, with all its size, they were going to be able to handle their business. But Wayne County proving that uh, they play good basketball down there. So that was a, a huge win uh, for Wayne uh, now they're going to have their hands full against Columbia. Columbia, that's a team that's, you know, talk about getting hot at the right time. Uh, they're playing very well right now, and uh, it's going to be difficult for them because um, when Wayne County, they're going to have to go up and, and see a, a talented backcourt uh, that is led uh, in scoring by Constance Thomas, uh, a junior who's had a breakthrough season, 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. Um, of course, we know about Chantrice Austin, who was, I believe, a preseason uh, All-State pick, 14.7 rebounds. You, you add in a sophomore in India, Terrell, 13 points, 5 rebounds. And then a junior in Deja Carr, that's 11 points right there. So you got four girls uh, scoring in double figures. Now, that's pretty much all they're scoring. They take all the lion's share of the sh- shots, and everyone else is a freshman and sophomore. So they're very young outside of them. Uh, but Columbia playing very, very well right now. And uh, Wayne County, they're going to they're gonna have their hands full, and it's going to be tough for them. Um, but I think this will be a pretty good game. But considering that Wayne County has to go on the road, uh, I think Columbia could be able to sneak their way into the Final Four. Uh, I think this is a little bit of a coin flip game for me, Ramin. On to Class 4A, the first matchup top left, Spalding versus Marist. 
I'm quite surprised that Marist beat Madison County. Uh, I guess Madison County, they were a two-man show the whole season. Uh, Kayla McPherson and then uh, Jordan Bailey going to Old Dominion. I guess they just they did not have enough uh, outside of that to help them. And Marist, uh, Marist being able to pick up that win, uh, that's that's really big for what they're doing over there. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive considering how Flowery Branch would just smash them around uh, in the region tournament and throughout the season, and for them to respond. Uh, with a win like that is uh, quite impressive. Um, Maris with Annabelle Ewing, uh, Tyler Brazel, uh, Ava Wirtz, girls like that have uh, really helped this team um, get get to where they're at right now. But they're playing Spalding, the defending state champions. Um, Spalding is tough as nails. Uh, Anaya Jester is um, one of the toughest guards in the state. Uh, she will just do whatever it takes to win. Kayla and Kirsten Milner, uh, solid guards on the wing. Coriana Evans, I think she is the big difference maker, uh, six foot inside, uh, very skilled, very talented rebounder. And for that reason, I think Spalding, uh, they win by double digits. We also have a matchup between Sandy Creek and Luella. Sandy Creek beat Northwest Whitfield 65-61. to Luella beat Baldwin in overtime 62-60 to in the Sweet 16. Luella struggles against the press. In the one game I saw, they did not look good against the press. Now, Keely Brown, is she's she's good. She's very athletic, and she can really make up a lot of ground and do a lot of good things. And she's definitely a very solid player that's going to have some uh, Division One offers on the table by the time she's a senior. Um, and But, you know, Sandy Creek, they weren't, you know, overly impressive. Both teams were not super overly impressive. Uh, because Baldwin's a team that plays fast and likes to trap a lot, and I, I don't know if they pressed throughout the game. I would assume they did, but Luella gridded one out in overtime, and Sandy Creek won 65-61 against Northwest Whitfield. Um, Sandy Creek, where they're going to have the clear advantage here, is going to be Deja Powell inside. Uh, she's a very good post presence, probably about 18-8, and eight, and she's about six foot one. Um, but you can kind of run Sandy Creek. Uh, you can, if you can get the, into a, a fast paced game where Powell's having to run back and forth, you might be able to wear her out just a little bit. Um, but I, this is, this is a really tough game to call Sandy Creek at home. I might kind of favor, uh, Sandy Creek, but I'm interested to see what, uh, what, what Luella comes out with, especially when I'm looking at uh, the freshman Paris Miller. Uh, she needs to be able to have a big game. Uh, just handling the ball, not making mistakes, and then adding some scoring, uh, you know, prowess and, you know, another scoring threat alongside Keely Brown. Um, so I think this one will be uh, very interesting just to see uh, which pace this game is played at. In the right half of Class 4A, we have all one seeds come into a head. Flowery Branch versus Henry County. Flowery Branch absolutely steamrolling St. Pius 67 to 19. Henry County in a somewhat closer game, I suppose, 65 to 56 against Burke County. Henry County's going to have to play a lot better. I mean, um, they're just going to simply have to play a lot better uh, if they want to get past Flowery Branch because this Flowery Branch team is very good. They are very, very good. Caroline Wysocki going to Georgia College, tough guard, has won a ton of games. Ashley Woodruff, another tough guard. Ashley Scott. A deep three-point threat can pull it from way beyond the arc. And Ashley Locke's about 6'3", 6'4", inside. And I know she's a youngster, underclassman. Um, but the, the matchup I'm looking at, really, is Ashley Locke. How will she fare 
against the physicality of Paris Mullins, who's, I don't know, about 6'1", 6'2", inside for Henry County. Paris, she is big and physical. Um, she's not a, 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 a phenomenal athlete, but she is extremely skilled and knows how to use her body and can score with her back to the basket. Great post moves. Uh, she is a handful. So I am very interested to see how Paris Mullins and Ashley Locke, um, how they do against each other inside. I think that's going to be key. But Brianna Junell is another athletic guard that scores points. Janiah Jones for Henry County on the wing as well. Um, we forget about Usoria McCorder. Uh, that's another six foot four option off the bench for Greg Shook. But Amaya Jackson, she's my favorite player. Uh, just absolutely energetic, probably about 5'10. Uh, just all over the best motor you will see in the state of Georgia for a girls player and one of the best athletes in the state of Georgia uh, just all over the place now she can always uh, polish her game offensively here and there but if you're a division two school and you need to take a flyer on this girl because she's going to play extremely hard she's going to rebound she will defend she'll pick up steals and you know she'll she'll finish most of her layups uh, so this is going to be a really tough matchup very interesting matchup I think coaching uh, I think the coaching will play a big role in this one. X and O's. Very interested to see uh, how these two uh, Lockhorns, Courtney Newton Gonzalez and Greg Shook. Uh, Flowery Branch at home. That's a, a little bit of a travel for Henry County. Uh, this one's going to be too close to call for me. Uh, but this is this is going to be a really good one for me. This is like this is a premier matchup in the state of Georgia. If you're in the Flowery Branch area, certainly get out to that one. But in the final game in Class 4A, it's going to be Carver-Columbus versus Heritage Catoosa. This is a Carver-Columbus team who has no lack of experience making deep runs into the playoffs. You have them at number one in your final regular season rankings. Heritage Catoosa just sneaked in the poll at number 10. Yes, Carver-Columbus, I believe they're still undefeated no they might have lost one game no what is it Ramin? i think carver's undefeated this year let's take a quick look 28 and no yep um they're really good and uh, i think they're just gonna be way too athletic for heritage katusa a uh, heritage with emily wiley a really good forward uh she's gonna have to have a heroic effort uh, along with ansley bice but um Carver should blow them out. They should beat them by 20-plus. If they don't, uh, that'll be very, very interesting. Very interesting result. But Olivia Cochran, too good, too big inside. Janiah Lovehill, just a, a hell of a scorer on the perimeter as well. I uh, think she's going to Columbus State. She can really fill it up. Uh, Jalen Shaw, a, a tough forward that rebounds well. Uh, just so many options to choose from over there at Carver Columbus. And I think they win this one in, uh, you know, they win this one going away. But it is at Heritage Katusa, so that's going to be a heck of a drive for them. And it be interesting to play in a hostile environment like that. But Carver should win by 20-plus. We are ready to move on to Class 3A top left quadrant, Tattnall County versus Hart County. Hart County with uh, Torion Starks going to Western Kentucky. Great athlete at the guard spot. Uh, Shakendra Grove, a, a nice three-point shooter, and Tania Alexander, uh, I guess she's just a sophomore at six foot, great rebounder and scorer inside. Um, that's a tough matchup for Tattnall County. Tattnall County's best player is Kayla Garrett, who's about five foot eleven. I think Tania Alexander will neutralize her. Then we're talking about okay, so who's who 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 is left uh, to help out for Tattnall County? Uh, Kenya Broadhurst, Brady Kicklider, uh, are, are they better than Shakendra Grove and a Division One player in Torian Starks? Uh, I do not think 
so and Hart County is at home, and I think that's a big deal here. So that's why I like Hart County to advance. In the bottom left, we have Beach, Dawson County. Beach, they finished the season at number one in your rankings. Of course, they are pedigreed. How do you see this game playing out? Uh, going to Beach, that, that's um, – again, I think they're going to smell blood in the water. Steve Sweat's got a, a really good team with Kaylee Sticker, who's going to be the best player on the floor going to Clemson. She's going to really have to play like it. She's going to have to have just a monster game and carry her team to victory. But Beach is Beach. Jada Burgess, Kayla Rozier, um, Madison Evans, they play fast. They get after it defensively. They're tough. Uh, Kaylee Sticker will be tested big time in this game. Uh, she's going to have to really, you know, I'm talking about 30 points and 10 rebounds. She's really just going to have to carry the load here. Uh, Sophia Adil Lavera, she's going to have to make some outside shots. She's a good three point shooter. She's really going to have to knock them down. Uh, Maddie Anglin, um, Marley Townley, uh, Anna Lowe inside, all those girls, but just Beach's athleticism and their style of play and their quickness. I think this is going to be a really tough matchup for Dawson County. Uh, I'd be interested to see if Dawson County can keep this one close going into the fourth quarter, uh, but Beach might be able to break them early. The foil to Beach is going to be Johnson-Savannah. They will be taking on Jefferson, a Johnson-Savannah team who's been jockeying up for that top position in the poll all season. They did beat an at-large Morgan County team by 22 in the Sweet 16, Kyle. This is gonna be a really good game, and I'm I'm you know just going through all this. There are a lot of really good games on the girls' side, uh, and all over the state of Georgia. So if you're in North, South, East, West, there's probably a really good girls' game going on, and this one's gonna be up in the mountains or close to the mountains in Jefferson. So Johnson, they've been road warriors this year, uh, playing a, a tough non-region schedule, but. They're going to have to travel all the way to Jefferson. That's going to be tough. And what's going to be waiting for them is a deep, athletic, young team. Livy Blackstock, talented sophomore guard. Natalia Bolden, 5'10", freshman. Uh, Deshauna Gaither, athletic on the wing, can score the ball. Another underclassman. And they beat GAC 84-68 at GAC. Uh, This is going to be a tough, tough game for Johnson. Uh, I think that home court advantage, you cannot put that past Jefferson as being a big deal against Johnson. Uh, Jemiah Cutter is going to have to play really well. Jasmine Thompson is going to have to have a big game. But I don't know. This is this is this could be a changing of the guard game for me because Jefferson, with how young they are, this could be the moment where Class 3A shifts to North Georgia and it shifts away from the coast. Um, Johnson will have something to say about that. Uh, especially with Antaliza Baker as well. You know, they got a lot of good options. Um, but this this could be one of the final stands, uh, at least on this side of the bracket. I know Beach will likely be right back playing for a state championship or in the final four, but if that first domino falls, if Jefferson can beat Johnson, I think that will be huge to change the landscape of Class 3A girls for this season and in the future as well. And finally, in Class 3A, the only non-power ranked four seed to make it this far rutland a rutland team that you like that you had going into the final four in your pre-playoff uh bracket they are going to be taking on sonoraville Asia davis kayla shines inside those are your two top options for rutland but they're going up against a sonoraville team who we had them preseason in the top 10 and 
they're finally making it happen. And Malia Parks, she's a forward. She can score the rock. She is very, very good, and she's going to be able to match up uh, quite well with what Rutland brings to the table. Abby Chambers, another first-team selection for Sonoraville. Um, so it feels like Sonoraville is getting better and better. You know, 63-40 against Cherokee Bluff in the first round, 61-47 against a solid pace team. Um, I don't know. And it's at Sonoraville. So I know I picked Rutland to make it to the final four. If Rutland wins this game, I think it's going to be, uh, predicated on, uh, that, that nice size inside, but shines being able to control the game from the inside out. And I think their quickness and speed, uh, could, could hamper what Sonoraville does, but I kind of like Sonoraville, especially since they have home court advantage here and they're playing good basketball. So, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a tough game, but I like Sonoraville at home, actually. Making a change there late in Class 2A, uh, Early County versus Rabin County. Now this is, you know, you know I'm a 2A guy. This is where it gets very interesting for me. Early County, they blew out a very good Woodville team, 62-41. Rabin County just won by 42 points against Chattooga. How will Dee Dee Dillard deal with Michaela Timpson? That is the plan. That is going to decide the game. How do they stop the six foot two future high major player, uh, the second coming of Victoria Saxon, um, and, and some you know realms of her athleticism and her talent and her ability to take over games? That is what I am looking at. And you know Timpson, she's got a lot of help too. Uh, Takesha Jones, very good as well. She can score the ball and help out a lot. Uh, so they have, you know, you know, those two right there, uh, that's some size inside that is going to give, um, um, Raven County some fits. Uh, so Raven County, they're just going to have to rely on their system and their guard play. Lakin styles, Caitlin Coleman, destiny Dietz inside with some size, um, Brooke Henricks as that versatile five ten forward, uh, Georgia Stockton, who's been, you know, in and out of the lineup this season, but she's a division one signee, uh, This is going to be a very interesting game to see at what pace it's played at. I don't really know how Early County likes to play, but if Raven County can make this game more more predicated on what the guards are able to do as far as pressing and getting turnovers and playing fast and, you know, kind of taking out Timpson and making her not be able to set up shop in the half court, I like Raven County. And considering this game is at Raven County, uh, that's a long drive for early County. We see a lot of long trips for all these teams. And what I've come to find, I, I trust region eight. And I think this, uh, region one team, number two, early County is really good, but region eight for years now has proven to be a really tough region at home. I think Raven County and DD Dillard find a way to slow down Michaela Timpson and early County. Another interesting matchup in the bottom left of 2A, Josie knocked off Dodge County 65-60. to Model knocked off Lamar County 67-57, to setting up one of the few, if not the only, two-seed versus three-seed matchup in the entire girls' uh, playoffs, Kyle. Josie was our number one team in the preseason, I believe, for me. I think they were our number one team to start the year. They had a bunch of transfers coming in to play with the Rollins sisters. Uh, it never quite took off. Uh, Laney still completely owns them. They cannot beat Laney ever, and it's ridiculous because I think they have more talent on the roster, according to uh, you know people graduating and you know people coming back and everything like that. But that hasn't worked out for them. 
Um, but they have a home game now against model and Josie beat Dodge County who God bless got, you know, Dodge County, a, a great team with Europe Brown and destiny, Wright, But they just could not get the job done. And Josie slayed a big beast right there. And I, 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 you know, we talked about region eight, who do you trust in these state tournaments? I mean, it just feels like none of these teams can beat these Augusta teams. And now Josie's got a home game where they're going to, you're going to be quicker than model. Uh, but model, you know, they beat Lamar County. We picked that one. Lamar County just did not play enough good teams in the non-region schedule to prepare them. Uh, model had to deal with Tamaya Alford, and they did a good job of that, and they were able to win. Uh, but I don't know, Josie. I like. I guess I like Josie to get to the Final Four again. Model's going to have to have some big efforts uh, from Nia Allen, uh, Montana Motes. Uh, you know, they, they got some some good guard play. Libby Upton as well. But they're going to have to really come and bring it. And I think Josie, uh, having a home game, it's really tough to, to win in Augusta with how the games are officiated and just the overall talent over there in that area. I think it's going to be very difficult, and that's why I think Josie uh, advances on to the Final Four. Excuse me, that other uh, Augusta team that you mentioned, Laney, they will be taking on fellow one-seed Rockmart. And, uh, you know, again, Laney, Swainsboro, they uh, crapped the bed. They had everybody back. Laney has no one back except Jaden Hamilton, and they could not handle Laney. And, again, it's really difficult to beat Laney at home. And I think Laney is going to advance on to the Final Four easily now after they beat Swainsboro. Um, for Rockmart to win this game. Now, Rockmart is playing good basketball. I'm not going to go off on a limb and say they're playing good enough basketball out of Region 7 to go on and beat Laney. I'm not going to say that. I can't say that. But they do have one of the most dominant forces in class 2A and Kiara Berry. Now she is going to be, she has a chance to be the best player on the court against Laney. But the bad thing is Laney has done this before and they've beaten Victoria Saxon before in the playoffs where they've had to deal with a big post presence, a dominant presence, and they've been able to beat people like that before. So it's not something they've, they haven't seen before, but they don't have the personnel. They don't have Daisha Benjamin. And eventually you would have to assume that has to come up and catch them. But Kiara Berry, uh, she averages, I don't even know, probably about 25 points and 12 rebounds per game. She's a monster and she's a great athlete and she's you know, see her power cleaning over, you know, like 200 pounds on Twitter. She's a beast. She's built for this. If she wants to put her name on the map, not just, um, in North Georgia, but statewide as a dominant force, she has to give Laney hell and she has to dominate inside. And she's going to have to be able to get a lot of help from Megan little who can shoot the ball from the outside. Those two players, those are the keys. Can they beat Laney's press? I don't know if Rockmart has enough guard play. They are at home. That's going to benefit them, but it's just going to be really tough to beat Laney. And it's just one of these deals with Laney has, the Laney jersey on and the other team doesn't it doesn't matter the back of the jersey but the front of the jersey teams just don't play well against Laney and their style of play and their athletes and what they can throw out there rock Mart's best shot break the press making little knockdown threes and kiara berry eat 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 up down low gonna be very tough for rock Mart. i think Laney advances and to top off class 2a another very very interesting matchup between two teams you're very high on towards the end of the season fitzgerald versus douglas yes and i saw douglas uh advance past uh banks county a really good region eight team and it was 34 30 going into the fourth quarter 
But then Banks County didn't score the third point till three minutes left in the game, and the game was uh, out of reach at that point. But this is going to be big. Region 1 versus Region 6. Douglas, we've been harping on them all season long with the teams they played and you know their great results and what they can do. They have a chance. I think they have pieces. Now, the, they don't have a ton of depth, but they have good pieces. It starts with Nakia Thompson, who she was shut down in the first half. Now, she finished with about 15 points. Uh, they were 17 of 24 at the foul line in the fourth quarter. So, they, you know, they padded their stats, knocking down free throws. But she was shut down in the first half. She's going to have to play a lot better of a game because she was letting Banks County force her into tough contested jump shots off the dribble, forced up, you know, a couple a couple shots that she should not have done. So she's going to have to play a lot better if they want to beat a Fitzgerald team who is going to be able to match them with size and quickness and all this. Um Ikenya uh, King, she's about six foot four inside. She is a big, big presence. She can rebound. She can block shots. Who else is really big for them uh, inside? Who I thought had a, a great game? Kayla Pruitt, another senior, six foot two, and just you know she she showed she can knock down the ten foot jump shot. Um, just steady. They're not going to dump it down low and let them work it out and score and everything, but they're going to defend. They're going to rebound and they're going to be able to finish at a, a fairly good rate inside. So you got two big six, what six, four, six, two inside. That's huge right there. Um, and then you, you, you got someone like uh, a Shanti Weems, a, a five foot 10 sophomore guard on the wing. She's long. She's mobile. She reminds me of what Jessica Williams was last year for Laney. She's that type of athlete, that type of talent. Uh, she's got to get her game polished up some. But if she's knocking down outside shots, she's going to be a problem. Kayla Sesbury, I liked her on-ball defense. She defended at a high rate. And then Ashley McKee, solid as well. So you got a lot of really good pieces here. I mean, you got a lot of really good pieces and Douglas, they, they played a tough non-region schedule early on in the season to prepare them. And I think they're going to really have to rely on that uh, to get past uh, a tough Fitzgerald team. And Fitzgerald, Trinity Jones, she's really good. Uh, Haley Ross has been there for years now. She produces. Uh, Kiara Boone, a solid presence as well. They got a lot of options. Kaya Crook, who rebounds well. This is going to be a really good, interesting game. And whoever wins this game... You know, by golly, I feel like they should be a favorite to win against uh, most likely Laney in the final four because I think these teams are just more complete. I think they have to be more complete than what Laney is putting out there. Uh, if anyone is ever going to beat Laney, it has to be this year. And Laney very well could win the state championship. And, you know, it's all said and done. But Jaden Hamilton's averaging 18, 6, and 4. And then uh, they got uh, Roquana Drayden averaging 10 points. And then, you know, everyone else, you, you, you shuffle them in there and they, they make it all work. But I'm telling you, Douglas Fitzgerald, this is probably the best chance of a team being able to beat Laney. The winner of this game, they have the best chance of beating Laney. And if they don't beat Laney, it, it looks like Laney is going to go on and repeat. Now on to a private, a, a perfectly chalk classification that needs no more introduction. That number one, Holy Innocence versus number eight, Mount Perrin. Um, I'm very surprised that Mount Perrin only won by one point against Athens Academy. Mount Perrin's a very young team, but uh, I think they're still at least a year away. Holy Innocence has just been steamrolling people. Uh, beat Green for 76 to 35, just just crazy. But Jill Hong shed inside. Myra Hudgens uh, as a freshman has been really good. 
Uh, they just have all the pieces over there at Holy Innocence. They've been very good, great on paper. Jada Farrell, tough as well. Uh, I think uh, Holy Innocence will win this one. Stratford Academy versus Cal- Calvary Day. And this is this is the one because we already know who the other three seeds are going to be every single year. You're playing for that one Final Four berth, and it's the two teams that have been the best consistently in their in their their regions. Um, Calvary Day coming from Savannah, they always win that region. They always do great great work over there. And Stratford from Macon, they always do great work. This should be an interesting game. Stratford only won by three against Prince Avenue. Uh, I really like Nadia Reese, uh, Mary Elaine Mitchell. I think she has a chance to be a Division II player next year. I think both of those players will really help out whatever uh, whatever team they play on. Uh, I like them a lot. Um, so interested to see what they can do. Going up against Calvary Day, a team that uh, also uh, a very talented team that always ends up winning that region. Um, this year they were led by the likes of Jasmine Akins. Uh, Zani Thompson, Michaela Primo, uh, Charity Carney, all those girls. Um, I don't know. I, I like Stratford in this one just because I, I know I, I've seen them in person, and what I see is what I know. And I know they execute very well, and they get a lot of steals. And Nadia Reese is a very tough guard, but I think this is going to be a, a pretty good game. Um, we'd have to scroll through a uh, recent memory to see when the last time these two teams have hooked up. I'm sure they've hooked up before. Uh, in the postseason uh, but it's uh, you know I, for that reason I, I just got to lean towards Stratford because I know what they have and I think they have some really good guard play and some shooters and um, Drake Miskall is another good forward Haley Mosley's a, a big post presence uh, I think Stratford will win this one in a really competitive matchup on the top right quadrant St. Francis versus Elka um st francis will likely win this one just because they're st francis elka with vernica hip and uh india bellamy who's going to rice and kelselin oxidine has you know helped out but just seeing how they were demolished in the the region tournament uh, kind of scares me still um but elka they they have the talent i just don't think they have enough supporting cast against st francis who you know st francis they're recruiting they're bringing girls in every single year and it's a revolving door and now that i I think savannah samuel is uh eligible i think she might have joined the fold and never know what's going on over there but if she's back in the mix now jordan isaacs is still there maya moore is a really good guard kennedy phils chandler davis the list goes on and on and on and on and faint francis is going to press they're gonna get a lot of turnovers they need a lot of points in transition and saint francis will win this game and finally, number six, Wesleyan versus number three, Lakeview Academy. Wesleyan, just a system. Wesleyan's hell bent on winning another state championship. Lakeview, they're going to have to knock down a lot of threes. Eliza Snyder is a heck of a player. She's very good. Joelle Snyder, her younger sister, a freshman, uh, she's really helped balance that attack this year. Um, and then Jackie Allen, uh, she's very good. Sadie Thrail kill. Uh, Maddie Towles, uh, Savannah Kinsey, all these girls uh, have had very good seasons, but you know they're running into a buzzsaw. AC Carter is, you know, she's one of the best players in Georgia. She just does everything for that team inside out. Paige Lyons is lightning quick. Um, Izzy Larson uh, ha- has filled that role and done a great job of just rebounding and scoring. And uh, you know Nicole Azar knocking down threes. Uh, so for that reason. Uh, Wesleyan will win this one, and uh, of course they will advance on to the Final Four. 
And finally, we are down to eight public, our eighth out of eight classifications on the girls' side. We're going to preview the final four remaining games, starting with number one, Greenville, versus number eight, Clinch County. Clinch County has had a heck of a year, and they got some girls that can really score the rock, um, but they're running into a really uh, you know, a tough matchup as far as their, their first-round matchup. It's not going to be super easy, but they definitely can They can score the ball um, with, uh, with players – uh, like Angel McRae, she's a very good scorer. Zahia Johnson as well. I think two of those girls are uh, are really their go-to players. Uh, so they can they they can fill it up. But Greenville is very tough. Greenville is a very tough team, a young team as well, uh, which leads you to believe that you know they're 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 on the path to trying to repeat. You know they they, they won it all last year, and they're trying to get back there again this year. Uh, Nuria Slayton, they got all these. You know they got size inside. They got. Um, uh, Shabrika, Shabrika Leslie and Jabrika Leslie, both of them averaging well into double figures. And if the game's at Greenville, um, I think it's going to be tough for Clinch County. And I think Greenville will advance. Facing the winner of that Greenville Clinch County's game is going to be the winner of Marion County versus Wheeler County. Marion County has been riding number one pretty much all season long. I know that they, 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 they took a loss uh, recently. Uh, Wheeler County is going to have to have a big game from Samaria Bryant. She was a uh, region uh, three West player of the year. Um, Kiana Mincy, Layla Wright, also Jayla Bryant, uh, Teriana Cummings. Those are your, your, your big names. Keep an eye on for Wheeler County. Uh, but Marion County, they're just going to pound them inside with Ashley and Ansley Whitley, the two Virginia Tech softball signees, both of them about six foot one, both just, just built like just thoroughbred athletes. Uh, really going to crash the glass. Jamisha Williams, uh, solid as well. Um, I think Marion County uh, will be able to advance past, and I think they're going to win this game with their size and just their ability to control the boards and score down low. In our third game in A Public, Central Talbot, the only quote-unquote underdog to make it, they were able to knock off the seventh seed, and they will face Telfair County. Telford County has been uh, very good this year. They were good last year as well, and they're trying to get back to a state championship game. weren't able to get there last year and the year before that they ran into the Pelham buzz. So, um, but Telford County, they got some girls that can score the ball. India Wells averaging 19 points per game. Brandy Mackey at 15 and five, um, and Shalon Nelson rounds it out at 10 points per game. And uh, you know they're they're playing a Central Talbotton team that went on the road and they beat uh, Georgia Military and that's a that's a tough tough place to play at from everything I've heard. Uh, Bernella Starks, uh, best player over there um, for Central Talbotton. Uh, Tashimia Bunkley was a, a second team All Region pick. Renjua Johnson, Shakimia Marshall. Um, so those are those are going to be the players to stop Bernella Sparks. So. Uh, their their best player, uh, but I think Telfer with the home court advantage. I think they find a way to advance and get to the final four. And we are here, the final game to preview of the slate, both boys and girls. We've recorded the boys podcast previously. It's going to be Calhoun County who beat Towns County fifty two to thirty one versus Bowden, a Bowden team who was pushed into overtime uh, by by Wilcox County, excuse me, but ended up coming out on top seventy six to sixty seven. If Bowden wants to win this game, I think they're going to have to dominate from the inside out with that size. And, you know, it's starting with Tanisha Kirk, who's six foot one, Trista and Tavania Gay, both about five foot eleven. Uh, you got a, a solid guard in Deja Wyatt. 
Uh, I think those are going to be key. Uh, Calhoun County coming out of a region which has been, you know, an okay region. I don't think it's necessarily super crazy strong, um, but they've been able to really pound some teams. Like the way they blew out Mitchell County in that region championship uh, was mightily impressive. Uh, so this could be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think the size advantage is where it's going to lie um, for this team, for Bowden. I don't know if they'll be able to get past them. Uh, I think Deja White would have to have a really good game. But I think Calhoun County, they've just been really good all season long um, with the player of the years. Uh, Kanishas Enoker, uh, player of the year, defensive player of the year, it was Takia Davis from Calhoun County. Jeteria Winbush was a first-team pick. Maya Wims. Um, I think it's going to be very tough. I think Calhoun County will win this one, but I think Battle will give them a, a little bit of a little bit of a game for a while. But playing over there in Calhoun County, that's another just a long, brutal trip. I think Calhoun County will take advantage of that. Kyle, you've done it. We're hitting just over 56 minutes now of previewing all 32 games on the girls' side. As I alluded to earlier, the boys have been recorded, and they are available on a previous podcast. Um, They should be posted at the same time, but if you're interested on boys' side action, go check that out. Of course, go a lot of great games that we talked about. Um, Go head out, watch some of these Elite Eight games. You can find us on Twitter at KyleSandy355, at Sandy Spiel. Give us your feedback on this podcast, and we look forward to being back with you after the games. Until then, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.